Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Chats with Brent Martineau. Hey, welcome back to Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Brett Martin, Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz in on a Wednesday, middle of the week, middle of Hall of Fame week. We are live from Canton, Ohio, and uh, we will have much more talk about the Pro Football Hall of Fame, about the Jags playing the Raiders tomorrow night. Really a cool week, and it's here, and it feels like football season now is really, really, really here. I don't know what, I don't know how many indicators we need of that. <laughs> but we got camp, we got high school kicking off, we got the colleges on the field, and now we got Pro Football Hall of Fame week and an actual game uh, coming up tomorrow night in Canton, Ohio. Uh, and the scene is set, the festivities are certainly ready. Brent Martineau here, and uh, we invite Greg Coleman into the show right now on ESPN 690. He's been a guest of ours in the past, and if you wonder that name, Greg Coleman, you know that name. He used to punt in a long time, for a long time, in the NFL, uh, mostly with the Minnesota Vikings. He's a Jacksonville guy, as many of you probably know, and now he is the latest executive director of the Bob Hayes Invitational, and they made a huge announcement today, moving the Bob Hayes Invitational track meet, one of the biggest track meets in the country of its kind, uh, to the University of North Florida. So Greg joins us right now. Greg, uh, what a great combination to be able to get you on. I'm sitting here with a backdrop of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and you probably know many of the guys that uh, that have their busts inside there, and, and we get to talk a little Bob Hayes track and field. And speaking of Bob Hayes, Bob Hayes is one of the few men that is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame and if you go downstairs, Brent, you can also see Bob's uh, plaque in the Black College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, and, and I would have to give props to uh, the former uh, CEO of Pro Football Hall of Fame, David Baker, for making uh, a space for the men in the Black College Football Hall of Fame. And I was uh, fortunate enough and humbled enough to be named to that fraternity of men. So when you go down... Uh, you know, if you, I think they have it in alphabetical. No, they have it by years of induction. So you go back to 2021 and you'll see the plaque. And I was so humbled and, and excited to be a part um, of that great fraternity of men. Uh, you, you're right. I mean, it's, it's football season is here. And um, no better segment than to talk about the great Bob Hayes and the Bob Hayes Invitational Track Meet that uh, yes, you are correct. We made a a major move in uh, taking the track meet over to UNF, and there were a number of of factors that played into it. Sometimes you have to go to grow, and when you have uh, 2,700 young people running a one-day track meet, uh, things can get tight quite a bit. And uh, let, let let's face it. Uh, we had to make some changes. We had some challenges, uh, both pre and post COVID, uh, a very difficult decision an emotional decision for me because I ran on that same track at Reigns, played on that same field and understand what it meant to Reigns. And Reigns has been a great partner along with the, uh, the district, uh, the Duval County school district, but looking to take it to the next level. And, and let's face it. It's not, it will not have been the first move of the Bob Hayes track meet because it literally started at Matthew W. Gilbert on the east side, then moved to Douglas Anderson on the south side, then to Northwestern and Reigns on the north side. And as I mentioned before, Reigns and the district have been great partners. But the goal that Coach Day had and those founding fathers along with Bob Hayes 
was not focused on where it was, who it was all about. Coach Day would always say, it's about the kids. And that was the driving factor to make sure that we gave these kids in this community the greatest opportunity for exposure, the greatest opportunity for hope, and the greatest opportunity to be discovered. With the track, with the world-class track uh, over at UNF, uh, we could do that because there are some major meets that have already been held there. In a couple of years, the district meet will be, the district high school meets will be held there. So what better way to introduce kids to this next level uh, of competition than be at a track with a facility like that? Greg Coleman with us here on ESPN 690. You know you've, you've lived a heck of a life and done a lot of great things when I could ask you a million questions coming off your, your opening statement alone, uh, Greg. But let me start, uh, let me go deeper in the track stuff. I don't think people understand completely how good of a track that is at the University of North Florida. If you go back, I think even like, oh, almost maybe a decade ago, at one time I believe the track that they, they had in there, and I think it's changed since then, and I'm not a track and field deck expert, so, so follow me, was was the only other one outside of like Beijing, China, who was getting ready for the Olympics. And so now they've even enhanced it more. Uh, you said the, the term world class. Like it is seriously a big time track uh, here at the University of North Florida. And I can only imagine that's a lure for like teams in the Southeast that will come participate in this great Bob Hayes Invitational and could enhance maybe performance and time and everything else. Absolutely, it will, because that's, that was one of the driving factors. Uh, you look at the fact that we just completed the World Games out at in Eugene, Oregon. I was fortunate enough coming out of Florida A&M to run on that brand-new track out in Eugene, Oregon. We just completed the World Games. There have been kids who participated in the Bob Hayes track meet in previous years who participated in the World Games uh, a, a couple of weeks ago. You have a host of world-class athletes and Olympians who use the track at Hodges Stadium as their home track. They practice there daily. So to have that kind of influence, and let's face it, uh, next March we will have the opportunity for some of those world-class athletes to be part of our clinicians in the middle school meet that takes place on Friday. There's a major collegiate track meet the week prior to the Bob Hayes. So you're going to have collegiate athletes. You're going to have coaches from all across the country at that meet. They will be scouting our kids uh, at that track meet, being a part uh, of the, uh, you know, of the, of the clinic. So what, what better way to have a kid to get exposed, uh, the possibility of getting a scholarship, continuing their education, and also they could be a part of that next wave of athletes to be on that world-class stage coming right here from our, from our community. So the partnership between uh, UNF and Reigns and the district, along with the city of Jacksonville, um, you know, the tourism division, all of those things will play a part. We're going to rebrand. Uh, but let's, let, let me say this. This track meet still remains under the headship and the umbrella of the Bob Hayes organization. Well, Reigns will continue to be the track sponsor, uh, sanction, whatever word you want to use. They will be connected. This is a three-prong, uh, a three-court strand that cannot easily be broken. And uh, you will see the visibility of Reigns. They will continue 
to benefit from this meat. Uh, we just happened to move this meat from one facility to another. Well, I think you are a perfect person to help make this transition happen because you know the history, you appreciate it, you you love it, uh, and the legendary coach James Day, of course, and and what the Bob Hayes Invitational is all about. But I do have to ask the question: How there's got to be emotion involved? I mean, that's a party on a Friday and Saturday uh, for the Bob Hayes Invitational uh, at Reigns. I mean, that is that is a staple. That is uh, uh, that's an event like. Uh, memories are made there. Like that has to be a little bit of a tug, right? At heartstrings, and and uh, I'm gotta believe you had some pushback. Uh, are people mostly understanding of what you're you guys are trying to accomplish? Once they get the facts, you know, when you don't have information, you're left to your own devices. And there has been some of that. There will always be some of that, Britt. And I'm okay with that because you 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 made a point, a perfect point. Was it emotional? You damn skippy it was. For me personally, even with the facts, it was still emotional. Because if you cut me, I believe Cardinal Red and Gray. I ran on that same track. I believe we will do what's best for the student athletes of this community. So it's not about me. It's not about Reigns. It's not about anything. But this is what Bob and Coach Dave would say. Someone asked me, what would Bob Hayes say if he was here? I know what Bob Hayes would say because he told me before he left this earth. He said, Greg, make sure that you keep this about the kids. Make sure that they had the opportunities that we had when they were exposed to, to better facilities and great tracks and in the opportunity to show greatness. When I left this community and had the opportunity to run uh, in uh, Spokane, Washington at the Junior Olympics at a facility there, a facility in Colorado Springs at the Air Force Academy. Man, that gave me hope. It gave me drive. It gave me faith that I could do anything. Anything was possible. And what we're, what we're trying to deli- deliver now is hope and possibilities for these young people of this community who participate in the Bob Hayes track meet. And we want to do and be the best that we can be for our young people because I guarantee you, you're going to see some of these same kids on the greatest stages in history. I'll tell you this, and I know we're pushing short on time here. I was fortunate to be on the sidelines for the Minnesota Vikings for 21 years. And each game that we played, I would go and I would search and look for kids who had participated in the Bob Hayes track meet, and I would find him doing pregame. And I would say, man, hey, I remember you running in the Bob Hayes track meet. And they would say, oh, gee, what are you, what, what are you talking about, man? Were you at the Bob Hayes? I said, absolutely. I've been the announcer for the Bob Hayes track meet since 1976. I missed one only because of my daughter's wedding. So I have, I'm invested. I have history. And the look on those kids' faces, when you talk about the Bob Hayes, and now they're in the NFL, the highest echelon of professionalism that you can get but they always had great memories and great stories about the bob hayes and that's what the bob hayes is all about 
Well, uh, it's unbelievable, Greg Coleman. Excellent words, and I know you guys will do really well with this and take care of it, and I know it means so much to you. i got to ask you one more question. I know you got another interview to do, too, but hang with me for just another moment. As we celebrate uh, Tony Baselli, but specifically I want to ask you Leroy Butler, on top of Harold Carmichael and Bob Hayes and Brian Dawkins and, and the successful folks like yourself as well in this list uh, and, and your brother and so many great athletes that come out of Jacksonville. I can't help but think of what you said, go to grow, like what you're doing with this tournament. Well, those gentlemen, and yourself included, well, they went and they grew. And some of them are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, how big of a deal is it to have all these Jacksonville products, Jacksonville names, like Leroy Butler, and now a big moment for the Jaguars, of course, uh, associated with this, this great place in the history of uh, the NFL? I'm glad you're giving me a moment to give these men their props. Well, give them the flowers while they can smell them. Uh, our paths crossed with Leroy Butler. I'm so happy for he and his family and what he's accomplished up there with the Packers. Did I say that name? Yeah, I, I, I guess I got I to gotta give him his props. But you're at the pinnacle of success when you talk about you're being inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Tony Baselli is not from Jacksonville, but he is a native son. And the, the mere fact being the first draft pick of the Jaguars many, many years ago, and it took a long time for Tony's name to be called. And I'm hoping sooner or later the name of another man like Ken Riley, who was not a Jacksonville native, but spent and lived in Jacksonville. Ken was a substitute teacher at Reigns High School. And I was in his homeroom, and Ken would talk to us and mentor us and tutor us about what it took to be a pro. Harold Carmichael, you call that name. Uh, Leroy Butler, Brian Dawkins, the list goes on and on and on. I am so proud, and, and I salute and honor uh, Leroy Butler and Tony Baselli on being a, in the class of 2022 of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and baby, it doesn't get any better than that. Absolutely. Uh, Greg Coleman, appreciate your time. I know it's a busy day, but uh, congrats on being the executive director of the Bob Hayes organization, and good luck with the Bob Hayes Invitational at that beautiful track at the University of North Florida. Let's catch up soon and uh, hit him straight on the golf course, man. Appreciate your time. Hey, thank you, man. I just need to make a few more questions. <laughs> we all do. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> all right. Enjoy. Uh, Greg Coleman, uh, how awesome was that? I mean, just uh, beautifully eloquent about all the different topics. And uh, listen, if you jump into the show, I've been here 15 years. Uh, not everybody's been around. It's a very transient market. I mean, listen to that conversation. Listen to the names. Uh, that is not lost on me. I don't think you have to be a native to appreciate all that stuff. And I thought Greg put it just beautifully uh, on so many levels. And uh Listen, we don't talk uh, about track and field every day on the radio. We, we don't even show it all the time on TV. Uh, Bob Hayes Invitational Track Meet is, like, massive. Mm -hmm. And Greg just put it into words how massive. Um, and, and I think they have a chance to really make it even better. But uh, I can't dismiss also the emotions that must have taken place with that because I've been there to it, and it is a party, man. It's festive. It's awesome. And it's, it's something to be proud of. Um, in, in the neighborhoods and, and at the school at Reigns, 
but I think they're about to hit a new level with it and wish them uh, the best uh, trying to do so. Brent Martin, Casey Kurtz, Aaron Schachter. Is Aaron back? Yeah, man, we got some breaking yeah, news, actually. Got, it, it's an unfortunate transition from um, a positive thing that you were just talking about as okay. eloquently to Deshaun so Watson, and the NFL has indeed decided to appeal that decision. Wow. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, yes. so Jeff Darlington reported earlier, should the NFL appeal this decision, Watson's camp has already said they will appeal and, and, and bring it to a, a federal court as well. If you remember during uh, Deflate Gate when they wanted Brady's phone and he refused to do so, they ended up taking that to court, and then they got that um, ruling expedited. And so I would expect the NFL and Deshaun's camp to want to do that as well, get this put to bed as quickly as possible, and see what uh, they could do about this suspension. Also, Hollywood Brown's in jail. That's crazy. But what, what did he get picked up for? Uh, criminal speeding, I believe it was. Did he get tra- he got traded? Right, he did. He's he, on the he's on the Cardinals. The Cardinals. Cardinals. He's their he's their number one without so, so so they got Hollywood Brown, who's in jail, and D Hop, who's suspended. Yeah, Both of those things are correct. Here. Yes, they they do have AJ Green though, and Zach Ertz, twenty targets a game. So both of those things happened while you were on the phone. <laughs> Wow. Uh, and by the way, if you missed some of the conversation, go back and listen to our podcast and on YouTube, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 as well. Um, Greg Coleman, just uh, super eloquent in, in uh, talking about the guys in the Pro Football Hall of Fame and also the Bob Hayes Invitational. How, how surpri- I guess my first reaction is, wow, the NFL, I did not anticipate them appealing this. I didn't either. I think I think it comes down to the fact that they wanted nothing to do with Watson coming back in October. I think the NFL wants him out for a year, and I think they want to find him as well. But I definitely don't think they want him out there when they're appreciating women on every game on every field. Uh, here, here's the other part. Okay, so I don't know this enough. Uh, Aaron, you seem to know this legalese stuff a little better. So do you think – so when you appeal something, everything sits usually, right? Like it, it – the suspension, the... Yeah, we were just talking like, about this, actually. I, I, would, I would believe that if you... Let's just say in theory, if you appeal and it takes until October to figure out the appeal, wouldn't he technically be able to play the first month of the year? I don't think he would. I, th- I think the suspension stands until they can do something about it. Okay. Um, but because therefore, prior- you have said this. You, you think they're going to... Like expedite this because do, of the yeah. situation, because of the because of the season coming up, the fact that they did it for Brady and Ezekiel Elliott as well, they moved that one up too. I think they'll go to the court and they'll ask for a rush judgment here. They'll meet and then the the court will make their judgment and they'll go with whatever the court says. But to your point, if it takes a while, if they don't do that, I think everything is frozen in time. I don't think he gets to play. I don't think he gets paid. I don't think he has any league activities he's allowed to do until they figure it out. Because before the before the recommendation was handed down. He was indefinitely out. Yeah, we'll have to see. I, I want to see what's coming out of there, and there will be some things and information. Just to double-check that, I, it's not that I don't believe you. I don't, I don't know because this is really unprecedented, right, yeah. the way they're doing this now. Sure. This is a, a new system. So there's two other things. Okay, so wow. First of all, I'm surprised. Secondly, we'll see what that means. Like, can he play if, he, if this lingers? We think it will be probably quicker uh, than it is slower, but who knows in, in these processes because this sure was slow, the whole thing, to get here. Uh, the, the NFL beats the 72-hour window, and I think there are two things at play here, guys. One, did they get a ton of pushback from maybe one, the, the women population? And they have a lot of fans that are women in the NFL, by the way. And they want to grow that as well. And they continue to grow. Uh, you know, or, in, any, or activists or 
uh, folks defending the other side at the very least uh, in the Deshaun Watson situation. Um, and also, where does this put Goodell in the NFL? Because he's the guy hearing appeals. Yes. So, like, this is – he's – the NFL is now intentionally, because it was their decision, put themselves in an awkward spot and something that we've never seen before. He is going to appeal somebody else's decision to basically himself – now he can he can delegate that to a, to a to a designated arbitrator according to the okay. CBA and if it's true that he wanted nothing to do with it in the first place which is why they passed it on to the judge then maybe he would do that but it seems to me if the NFL is unhappy with what they got from the original ruling from the judge that they would just take it into their own hands and say no this is what we'd rather do so wow. there was a tweet I'm trying to find it and it was the real Adam Schefter because there's a comment about that give me one second um yeah here it is so it's the real Adam Schefter he said that. An NFL spokesperson said to him, Roger Goodell will determine who hears the appeal. So, Oh, who hears it? Correct. So, well, well, so he could still say, I'm going to hear it. Right. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm getting at. Like, he could say he could hear it, or he, he's going he's gonna to handpick somebody to hear it. Yeah. He's probably, I would think it's dangerous for Goodell to say, I'm going to be the guy to do it. I think if Me you're too. going to go to a third party, then the appeals process probably should, too. Yes. Like, uh, it, take the case and the situation outside of it, or what you want to see happen. I would just say from a... A logic standpoint, it's kind of a weird thing if the NFL's appealing this decision and then Goodell hears it because basically the guy who appealed it is now making the decision on it. Yeah, that's goofy. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't happen. Like what else does that even work in? <laughs> you know. So I think it's a bad look for the NFL. But the bottom line is they use the appeal window to make the appeal, and they hey, I thought they were trying to bury the story, guys. Yesterday we're wrong. I yeah, too. yeah, they're, they're right not, out in front of it. They're fighting. They're advocating. They're, they're, they're advocating for the women. They're fighting against Deshaun Watson here. And now what does that do? It keeps it in the headlines. It also makes it very muddy for Cleveland because now they still don't know what the heck's going to happen. Oh, yeah. And a uh, very interesting situation and development that just took place. I want to hear more about Hollywood Brown. If you have more details on that when we come back, Casey, uh, we also will take a visit uh, to Tom Brady's division on his birthday and uh, take a look at some of the other divisions around the NFL. We continue to do that. Action Sports Jackson, ESPN 690. We're live from Canton, Ohio. We'll continue to talk about the Pro Football Hall of Famers and uh, perhaps even we have time a little bit later on for a conversation that I had with Tony Baselli's sister uh, earlier this summer, and you can hear that for the first time. Uh, we're coming back on ESPN 690 right after this. Well, the NFLPA now has two days to respond to the fact that the NFL has decided to challenge Justice Sewell Robinson's decision. And of course, as you mentioned there, we need to know, everybody needs to know whether Roger Goodell will be the appeals officer or whether he'll hand it off. Now, Brian McCarthy, one of the NFL's spokesmen, said in a statement, the words he used made it seem like Roger Goodell is going to pick somebody else, but maybe he'll pick himself. We'll have to see what he decides to do. Look, Roger Goodell drew a lot of criticism by being the judge during executioner, and maybe he will not want that title, but he gets to a point who he wants. And the personal conduct policy explicitly states that a decision must be expedited and that that decision is binding. And again... We want to repeat and emphasize, six games was not enough for the National Football League. 
Well, according to Adam Schefter, that's him just moments ago, and Casey flipping that around uh, quickly. So, I mean, just said that. That's the latest coming out of the uh, insider in the NFL, Adam Schefter of ESPN. And uh, the NFL wants an indefinite suspension. And and they didn't get it. Yeah. Said, we're going to try to get it. I, I don't I, I, I don't know. This is odd to me. I don't know where this is going, and I don't know if they should have. I don't know if this story being top of the shelf on another daily, weekly, monthly basis, not maybe in Jacksonville, even though we've talked about it enough, but across the board uh, as we enter the season, I mean, I guess you can't, you can't always win. There must be a long-term play here by the NFL guys. Yeah, I, I, it, I'm it, clueless. It's got to be about... To what it's got to be about yeah. setting precedent, right, Aaron? Well, new precedent, yeah, for sure. Because uh, as you heard, you know, the former, uh, or I should say the disciplinary judge, used former precedent in her ruling, and obviously the NFL was unhappy with it. So, Yeah, uh, Brent Martineau, uh, Casey Kurtz, Aaron Schachter, I am uh, outside on somebody's front lawn <laughs> <laughs> in Canton, Ohio. Uh, we rented a house in, in, uh, for the week. And we got a great spot. So, like, are you guys going to outfit it with cams and stuff? Are we going to be able to watch the sports house? No, that would be a good idea, That would be great. Yeah, why didn't you say that, like, a week ago, you know? <laughs> I mean. Yeah, tell it to the salespeople. Get it paid for. So, just yeah. you and Stuart? Uh, right now, it's just Stuart and I. We have a news crew coming in later tonight. And, well, you know what? We booked this. I don't know if I'd watch that. Yeah, I don't want to watch either. Uh, by the way, you'd be watching us work. Like, that's yeah, what, okay. we're, a lot of content, you know? Yeah. It's, now, listen, we'll talk about what's in the fridge a little bit later, but uh, a lot of it's just work. I don't think it'll be highly entertaining. Uh, we're in a great spot, though, and I was telling Stuart, we've done this. You know, we, we book our stuff for our trips. When when Tony was elected into the Hall of Fame, like, we have never covered this. I've covered just about everything, just about, not everything. I've never covered the Olympics, and I kind of want to, but now that's fading. I'm not sure I really want to. Um and I, I haven't covered this, and I'm not sure this was on my, my bucket list to cover, but I just never covered it. And so when you haven't covered things, like, you get used to how the Super Bowl works and what they expect and what you can do and can't do, how the NFL draft works. Like, that's one I've covered a lot now, and I kind of have a good feel for. And it might change something up. But I have never covered this, and so I just – I didn't know if we were going to send 20 people from our news station, radio stations. Like, I didn't know what we were going to do. And so I was like, I know we'll at least send four and so instead of getting hotel rooms for four different ones for however much a night, and I think they were really expensive at the time. I'm sure. I was like, I was like let's just let's go get an Airbnb Makes and sense. get one soon, and, and that way before they get scooped up. And so I did this, and uh, this – tell you, I've had some good luck. Harder. Well, well, you, well you yeah, the I mean, I this. Well, we're not done yet, man. We're not done. We're not, I'm not telling you it's the greatest yet, but <laughs> I, I will say it's pretty good because we can walk to everything we have to go do. That's pretty important. I got to ask you, nice. though, uh, Airbnbs these days, they come with a lot of rules. Some of them even have chores you got to do. Any of that in your Airbnb? Uh, they, I don't think chores. I, I didn't check that yet. So. I stayed at uh, Airbnb. I, I, uh, you know, Rich Jones down the hall. He does the news. Because yep. okay. they have an Airbnb? No, but it was his, it was his <laughs> birthday over the past year. He turned 55. And uh, his wife invited us all down to the beach at this Airbnb they got. Rich Jones is 55? I mean, he looks maybe, better no, than not. both of you. Yeah, give or take a couple of years. Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> Holy cow. Give or take a couple of years. My point is that you get to the Airbnb, and not only are there cameras there, which is kind of creepy, but, you mm -hmm. know, I get it, especially if it's the house you live in. Uh, but you got to do a lot of cleaning. Every day they're going to ask you to, or they were asking us to rub this down, rub down the counters, take out the garbage. And if we missed it, we would get an email from the property manager who's watching on the camera for this stuff. Really? 
So that, to me, was now a that's bit off. creepy. Yeah, I that is a little creepy. I don't mean, like that at all. They had rules and stuff. Like, uh, but but I actually saw. I think it was the lady that owns the home that I've been communicating with. When I was on the phone on a, doing something for work earlier, I was outside enjoying the beautiful day, and I think she came by. And she said, hey, she just waved because I was on the phone. She said, I got to take out the trash. She didn't make me take out <laughs> the trash. She took out the need. trash. Yeah, thank so you, lady. I have had some success. Now, we were in Atlanta a couple weeks ago. We had a, it was a, the Airbnb was perfect. It was great. We, we rented with another family. And you guys know I did the show, some of the show from there. And did you? we had a great experience uh, there. Uh, yeah, remember, I thought I was interviewing Austin Hayes. Um, <laughs> and, uh, the, uh, and now this one is great. We have had a little bit of a run. We we covered the Super Bowl in Miami a few years ago. That was the last Super Bowl we covered. Mm -hmm. And Stuart now picked this place out. Uh, that was an Airbnb. Not this one, but the one in Miami. And that was perfect, guys. Like the We actually had to walk like out of our apartment, and it turned out that the convention center where Radio Row was was like the entrance was on our side of the building. That's nice. You know, like convention centers are like two miles or three miles or four miles in radius, you yeah. know? So you could have walked all the way around. It oh. turned out that it was right on our side. It was perfect. It doesn't get better than that. Oh, it was perfect. So, again, listen, people like to complain when things go wrong. I like to acknowledge when sometimes things go right. Hey, the positivity. We hope it rubs off on the red menace. Amen, brother. I got an Airbnb <laughs> question as well, and this is not going to start with the positivity. Why did me and Aaron not get invited? Yeah, well, it was uh, there was never an invitation sent. There was never like, hey, we should go as a show. There was like, hey, I'll be there. We have an Airbnb. There's plenty of room. You guys can Casey come. Kurtz with the hard hitting questions. Brent, comments. Why are we not there? This is a team. <laughs> comments. Well, about a month ago, we didn't know what the hell our team was. There it is. Well, you knew I was here. There it you is. Know? Like, well, you yeah. Knew I was here. Which, which means so we that, needed somebody back which, there. Which makes me feel even worse. <laughs> you know, I've been here the whole time. Didn't even slightly get an invite. You know, it's fine. Walking well, distance, at, people I'm, in front yards. Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't I'm be into any of that. I'm still living. <laughs> I'm still. Li I'm still living on my high horse with you that we got you to the Rams press box. Okay, Brett. Have you ever met incredible. somebody with their hand out more than young Casey Kurtz? Hey, just saying. Uh, Could so you imagine great. if we were all there? Gosh, the camaraderie. Yeah, it'd be great. We should the play. free food, the team but, bonding. Now, the Aaron, Brent's buying, for future yes. reference. Yep. Yeah, these things usually do cost me quite a bit, by oh, the yeah. way. Uh, Aaron, with the uh, uh, your gig in the morning, you have, could have done it from here, right? Yeah, sure. Dude, I mean, you have left the family. Listen. Would you leave the family? You have kids. Like, I don't care about leaving the family. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've got kids. I'll leave the family in a heartbeat, Brent. Come on. You don't even got to ask. I'll just go. So, I'll, I'll, yeah, the family's actually two hours away. They're in Ohio right now. Oh, so. cool. Really following you around the country these days. They are. I can't get rid of them. They're like, hey, Dad. You're like, yeah, later. I got work to do. <laughs> uh, anyway, we'll have to plan a trip like this, Casey. Now you can come, too. Well, now I mean, we, we only had, structure. like, a great opportunity. You this know, was a good Like a whole week in just the heart of America, Simpleton America. That's perfect <laughs> for the three of us, Stuart Weber as well, the four of us, the news crew. We that could have been playing Monopoly at night. It would have been fantastic, and yet me and they, Aaron are not there. They do have board games. Like I knew they would. Play, I knew so. they would. Those are my people. Ohio, Indiana is right there. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> yeah. literally my prime people, and you said, you know what? I'm not even asking you to come. You, you can't come. That's what you said. You cannot come. You're not allowed. Well, I, I didn't even ask. I didn't even cross my mind, but now I'll keep it on my radar. Oh, yeah, the disrespect is just... Well, how are you getting here? Like, who's paying for it? Well, you... You, gotta, you have to go sell it. <laughs> I could have sold it. That's what we should do. We should... we See, we got to plan that ahead. We sell the trip, 
Like Aaron knows how to do this. He's a radio yeah. guy for two decades. Like, or we just make bread pay for it. I think we make <laughs> bread pay. Yeah, that's the way it usually works, and I, I can't even pay off my credit cards after the summer. Then I just, just have, so. put it on the card, too. It's <laughs> yeah, not good to next bread. Lean in. <laughs> Holy cow. I mean, if the credit hey. score is already down at 500, 450, then lean in before they take it away. Come I'm on. saying. Can you give me an update, by the way, on Hollywood Brown? Um, like you said, he got arrested or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Cardinals wide receiver Marquise Brown was arrested and charged with criminal speeding on Wednesday morning. Criminal speeding's got to be like 130 or something. I mean, come on, receivers. I mean, come on. You didn't learn anything from, like, like the rugs thing wasn't an open, eye-opening deal across the NFL. I mean, yeah, we're still going 130 miles an hour. And in it was cars. it like, was at 7:05 this morning. Here it is, Arizona really? time. Yeah, State I mean, Route on. 101 so in Phoenix. Late, I'm guessing. Booked in the Maricopa County Jail. Isn't that uh, isn't that that jail that make the guys wear pink? Huh? Is it really? I you think like, so. That? Well, you no, this guy that? is famous. I forget his name. He was a real famous sheriff who was uh, catching a lot of blowback because he makes all his inmates wear pink, and he thinks it uh, hurts, real men wear pink hurts their pride. Class yeah, three no misdemeanor. Punishable by up to 30. The penalization for this is 30 <laughs> days in jail, up to 30 days, and a fine of up to 500 bucks and up to a year of probation. It's a serious charge. Brown was arrested for exceeding 85 miles an hour. Yes. Okay. Wow, you would get arrested if you were going like 86? So, yeah, I actually have the qualifications for it. If you go at 85 or over at any point in time, if you are 20 miles per hour over the posted speed limit or you're going – over 35 approaching a school zone. Oh, man. I got a shout-out. Shout-out to FHP, who once let me off for doing 92 on the Buckman. Now, wait a minute. You can seriously, <laughs> seriously, you can get arrested for going, like, 88 in a 65? Looks like it. Any, anything over Like, 85. is that in every state? Yeah. That's a thing. No. Yes, that's a thing, Brent. Oh, no this wonder is... why our jails are filled up. I mean, <laughs> come on. Brent wants to let all the lead foots out. I mean, that's silly. I mean, yeah, it is. Listen, I've always said this about going fast, okay? First of all, 130 miles an hour is ridiculous, right? Mm -hmm. uh, or whatever he was going. Uh, to be going that kind of... Now, maybe he was only 90, and then I probably wouldn't say it was ridiculous. I mean, we've all but, done that. Uh, we've all done that. And so, but I also think yeah. there's a way... Like, you see the jerks on the highway that are weaving in and out of people. Sure. And that is dangerous. Very much on so. On top of going fast. Mm -hmm. Sometimes traffic is just moving at a fast pace, and everybody's hunky-dory, and, and, and things are good. So I'm not encouraging to go 90 and 100 miles an hour. I'm just saying there's a okay. difference between going like 87 and everybody's doing 87 and then doing 87 weaving in and out of three lanes of traffic and putting everyone at risk. Yes. You know? yeah. And by uh, the way, uh, anyone who's ever been pulled over also knows uh, how it's going to go is largely dependent on the kind of attitude you're throwing at the cop. Yes. Well, that's true, too. And if you were weaving and being dangerous, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that. Uh, but, okay, so just clarify one thing. So there's no alcohol or anything like that, according to the report. Haven't seen it. Haven't no. seen it yet. So, so like, he's not coming home. He's actually was probably going to the facility and late. Likely. That would be okay. my guess. I mean. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would say that if that's it, okay, okay, shouldn't be speed, shouldn't be going however. We don't know how fast he was going, but he shouldn't be going whatever speed. Uh, fine. Um, then this isn't a big deal. That's not a big deal. But, by the way, I was thinking, if you're going to get arrested, you might want to stop calling him Hollywood. <laughs> you know? I mean, you got to earn Hollywood. Start earn Hollywood him. in the end zone, not in the, the penitentiary. Yeah, start calling him Stark Brown instead of Hollywood Brown. <laughs> Stark Brown. Rikers Brown. <laughs>
Alcatraz browns. Is, is, is Stark like a famous prison, or is that it where is he gets pulled us. over all the time on the way to Gainesville? <laughs> it is to us. We know about Stark. <laughs> hey, I want to shout out, um, who was it? Uh, let's see, Glenn. Glenn, it's, uh, it reminded me, Joe Arpaio is the name of the sheriff. And uh, he also says Jody Arias complained that Arpaio gave the inmates nothing but bologna sandwiches. Talk about torture. Bologna sandwiches will kill you. Wow, how about that? You and Glenn know a lot of useless information. Congratulations <laughs> to you both. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. When OBJ is healthy, he's a number one receiver. Just because he hasn't been that recently because of injuries, new teams, whatever, he's a number one receiver on most teams in the NFL. And he's not number one because he would be the best receiver. He's legit number one. He was going to be Super Bowl MVP. The Cowboys, by the way, the best point Mike Tannenbaum made yesterday on this, Justin, is think about that deal for Amari Cooper now. Think of what happened to the wide receiver market. Jerry Jones traded Amari Cooper, who was making $20 million, which is half of what the top guys are making almost, for a fifth-round pick. And now look at that receiver, Amari Cooper, uh, uh, CD Lamb, Gallup. Oh, it's an embarrassment of riches. And now it's just an embarrassment. That's a pretty good take by Max Kellerman. Yeah, it is. He's the he's the M part of KJM in the morning on ESPN 690. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, Max Kellerman. Do you guys still think OBJ is a number one in this league? No. Max. No. Yeah, I don't think no. so either. I think people overvalue OBJ because of what he did the second half of last year. Now, I, I think you got to cover him, right? Like, you put him out there and he's dangerous, but I don't look at OBJ like he's a number one on anybody's team except for these teams with weak wide receiver You're rules. Wild, now he's coming off what, ACL? Yeah. Right? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. Brett like Orno, Casey anymore. Kurtz, Aaron Schachter, Stuart Weber, you won't see him. I didn't have time to change around the video. and We've got like a triple box. Though. We need a quad box. We, we, we can't do all those things. They're not going to hear you either, Facebook, Stuart, if you don't YouTube, turn up the mic. Twitter. Well, that's, uh, that's on Facebook. Martin, no. Twitch. I'm engineering, Casey. <laughs> He's figuring it out. We're good here, man. He's working on it. it. Listen, we're coming. We, we come to Canton, Ohio. We're here from Tuesday through Sunday. And we go grocery shopping last night. I give you 110 bucks to play with. Mm-hmm. What are you getting? Beer. Well, I'm going to give you 150 bucks because I took care of the you beer. You more beer. Okay. Um, I paid for the beer, but I can't expense the beer. Well, I could have probably, but I didn't, so I just paid for that. You're welcome, guys. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't even get to come. Awesome. Uh, the first thing I'm definitely buying would be some Celsius Essential Energy. Look at that. Ring to the bell. keep me... Um, up and, and ready to roll for the Winkle Canton. Way to plug the sponsor. Like it. I'm buying Lucky Charms because that's something oh, you can eat at any Lucky meal. Lucky Charms. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go waffles as well. Waffles? Waffles are good. Yeah. I, wish, so this is I hope you slander waffles. I'll cut you off this show so fast. It'll cut <laughs> Brent off too, but, you know. I was going to say, you can't cut me and not Brent. That's, that's not fine. Did the whole show yesterday without Brent. I'm prepared. <laughs> and we're not going to slander waffles. That's the last thing we're going to do you on this show. have a special kind of brand or flavor you like? My kids like the chocolate chip waffles. Chocolate chips are good. You know, they're they're elite. I, I'm fine with just the regular, to be honest with you. Uh, now, you Anything but like, blueberry. You talking like uh, Lego My Ego? Are you grabbing some of those, or are you making your own waffles? Because uh, you so, got to be smart with your time on a work trip like this. That's a good call. We're definitely going This is a vacation, okay? This isn't vacation. We're going frozen, no doubt. Yeah, but not okay. like the Ego brand. Stuart, I work here, my man. So that's going to be the Walmart and or Publix brand. I didn't yeah, know there was a lines. lower brand than Ego. Yeah, okay. yeah there, there is. There's a lower brand for everything. Yeah. Um, by the way, we, we, so here's the deal. 
Sue and I aren't big breakfast guys. No. Now, the other two folks are coming later today, so we didn't ask them a lot, but we got them some beer, water, <laughs> soda. <laughs> the essentials. Right? The essentials. Yeah. And then we got some, like, so we did chips and salsa because we figured that's pretty universal. uniform, right? Yeah. Universal, very good. Got to get uh, that buff dip. Do they have buff dip at the supermarket? Publix makes a tremendous buff dip. They don't have yeah, Publix. We didn't go that's what I'm saying. Like, do you have it? You got 150 bucks here, okay? Tops. We're right. at the Giant Eagle. It's not a Publix. Let's be honest. Oh, so okay. we get okay. we get this Giant Eagle mix. Like that was very good. That like was a like trail chips. mix, like uh, munchies. Like uh, right. yeah, kind of like the munchies Doritos. Okay, thing. I don't want to hear about no trail mix. If it's like a chip mix, it's fine. But trail mix, I you don't, might as well go to the backyard and scrape your hand along the floor. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if Weber said he's got the munchies or what. But we're in Colorado. <laughs> we're in Canton. Uh, Everyone knows the brand munchies. <laughs> it's Doritos. Everybody. It's pretzels. It's she knows all in one yeah. thing. Yes, yeah. it's very good. Yeah, uh, barbecue corn chips are part of this. Yeah, it's free to, like barbecue Fritos. Hot ah, dogs. You guys got to grill? Nah. Oh, well, no okay, so so we're going to go what? back, whoa, baby. Whoa, whoa. Well, we might go grill out. We got to see the schedule, right? for hot dogs as well. But I, hey, I'm cool with the hot dogs. Hot dogs, hamburgers, they have grills, so we might do that. And as a report, guys, they're linking dementia to ultra-processed foods like hot dogs. Oh, Come to great. me. Thanks. Oscar Mayer Wiener, baby. I'm not worried about bra. it. I'll be confused at 80. I won't make it to 80. Come it would on. It'll be look ultra at processed, by the way, even if you eat it raw. Yeah, uh, true. Yeah. Right, I'm just telling you. Just be disgusting. I, I'm just, well, no, I don't know. No, I was just punctuating that okay. I'm not listening to your report. Listen, okay. we're talking about Martin <laughs> over, over 20 okay. years ago, as a freshman in college, I had a uh, uh, an exchange student literally right off the boat from Russia. His name was Igor. And Igor stereotypically used to love to drink uh, vodka. He called it vodka. He would put it in a coffee mug on a blanket on the floor. He goes, Auden, come sit with me. We sit on the floor. He'd pull out hot dogs, uncooked hot dogs that you chase the vodka with, and it worked. It was tremendous. Wow, that's interesting. Never heard that. By the way, we got Swedish fish. Uh, We got some uh, other chips. We got uh, uh, gummy butterflies. We got a a loaf of bread and some... uh, Uh, Salami and ham. Some salami and ham to make some quick sandies. I'm a salami guy. You disgust me mustard. more and more every day, Martino. That's so anyway, horrible. That's what we got. Wait, see, the thing that helped us is we're not breakfast guys. Like oh, I, I didn't eat today ch- until like one o'clock. I got some chocolate brownies for breakfast. Oh, you too. did? Yeah, I won't. Or, touch uh, that. Not brownies, uh, muffins. muffins. Maybe Stewart is checking out the munchies menu over there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing on this yeah. side of the house. Possible. <laughs> They're sick of bong rips in between reports. What's happening over there? That's why I'm not on camera. Hey, by the way, we, we got all that food and we're ordering pizza tonight. <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, living the high life here in Canton, Ohio. Uh, we'll be back L- for four five. <laughs> on ESPN. Six, nine.